All right, back to minor details. We are doing episode, I don't know, we're doing two episodes today on August 21st. Yeah, these are relatively short. Yeah, we're just trying to change stuff up. We're always trying to do something different. Yep. Today we're going to listen to some music that Marcus brought. Um, by the way, I'm your host, Chimp. And I'm Marcus. And the man who put the M in, I don't know. <laughs> Magic. Or Magic. Mahula. Should have thought that beforehand. Or Wombo. Wombo. <laughs> you got to set it to Wombo. You're missing the M. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so tell us about what we're going to be listening to today. So I'm a big Rush fan. I've been listening to Rush since I was young, and they're one of my primary primary sources of inspiration for any form of music, really. You still are young. We're all young at heart. No. No, we're not. <laughs> right, you're an old if, man. If you gotta then. tell yourself that, then you're an old man. You're an old man. Sorry to break it to you. I'm shattering your expectations. <sighs> but I understand you don't listen to a lot of Rush, right? I've listened to one album, other than the songs that everyone knows. But the, I've listened to that one album. I can't remember the name, but it was a really good album. Yeah, this is one of those songs that are kind of not part. I haven't the, gotten deep into Rush, all their albums. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. You see, I've gone pretty deep on them for a while. And the thing I really appreciate about them is that they're, they are they were constantly working on their music and thinking of different perspectives to bring or in the sense to compose the music in a different sense that was going on in their day, I guess, the more mainstream media back then. But... This song I chose, uh, La Villa Strang- Strangliato. Strangliato. It's primarily an instrumental. And this is one of their songs that I believe kind of showcases their chops in the sense of transitions and just them as players. And also their dynamics in the sense of when the volume should change on dependent on which instrument. And they compose themselves very well. And I want you to listen to this because you're a guitar player yourself. This is probably a song that's probably gone under your radar. And I think it deserves some cred. I think Alec Lifeson is a great guitar player and not really mentioned a lot with the greats. All right. So let's get into Rush, La Villa or La Via Strangiato. And this is a, essentially a first reaction. Um. Yeah, not for me because again I'm the one who brought this up <laughs> correct I haven't heard this song well he just had me listen to the, um, the studio version but I haven't heard the live version yes and you'll see there's a huge difference between the two in the sense of progression time signature and how they actually compose the song they kind of put parts in different areas are we going to be commenting over it as it's playing but I'll leave that to you to decide. We can. I just yeah. want to s- set the volume levels so then we'll be able to hear each other. Or else we'll be yelling like this. Oh. So this is a L- Rush Live at Pink Pop 1979. Here we go. Really? <laughs> I'm thirsty. Marcus brought this really loud and annoying thermo. Drink. You opened it. You might as well drink no, it. No, people got to hear it now. <laughs> like they didn't before. Listen to that. Oh, that's delicious sounding. That's the sound of Mark scratching his butt. All right, start it. On this tour. (laughs) 
it's a very popular jazz guitar he's playing. It's a hollow body, so it gets a really nice jazz sound. Very full, very tony. Besides that synth frag back there. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just a three man group. Oh, there's a gong there, too. Look at that. Just love their transitions. It's, it can start off chaotic or start leaving and chaotic in the sense he's putting in like a super crazy amount of notes and just transfer to this. See, that sounds familiar. Bum, 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 ba, da, da. That, that's like from a very jazzy. It sounds like it's from something else. Stuff. Again, um, that one sounds Cowboy Bebop, though. Oh, bum, yeah. Bum, bum. Obviously, they, they didn't get that from Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> but, uh, or did they? Well, Cowboy Bebop is under like that jazzy stuff, and they're definitely. Each one is. A jazz musician in their own respect. hard to hear the bass yeah yeah probably just a live audio mixing thing right yeah but when you hear it it's it's powerful 
And to be honest, I like the studio version better so far. I like this one way better. seeing like the, the the pedals they use like they look like like the pedals on a, on a piano instead definitely a custom pedal custom board set. yeah custom, it looks yeah. cool because yeah, that's probably all linking up to like a, a, a giant rack of like different effects Love it how they end that song, but yeah. So that was uh, La Villa La Strangliato and live at Pink Pop 1979, and that was Rush. So what you think? What you think? I know you said um halfway through that you preferred the studio version, but um, Pink Pop is an annual music festival held at Landgraf, Netherlands. Cool. Oh, nice. Nice. So um, no, it was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, but simply because of the recording, the studio version sounded better. Because oh yeah, yeah. Because y- you could hear the bass and and and, and so you could hear more. Because here, really, it just sounded mostly like like the guitar and the drums were just jamming out. Yeah, yeah. I and, mean, you can still and, hear the bass if you like. You have to like really listen. Though. Yeah, but yeah, just. But it's um, compared to the studio version, you could um, the melodies were more playing off each other, and um, what he was doing on the guitar sounded to me. It made more sense musically, I guess. It it, it gave it more context. Here he was just jamming out like crazy, and it sounded yeah, great. Yeah. Like very very proficient guitar player. It sounds that's but, Alex Lifesum too. But really, it's his it's the um, it's his notes that were carrying the song. Yeah, yeah. I would say that's mostly his song, like mostly concentrated guitar, because um, they are a three-man group. Just to let people know, if you don't know about Rush, they're just three people. So I thought there was like at least four or five people. No, I know, I know it's just three people. Just three guys, man, and they make all these 
cool ass sounds and really cool transitions and you just find out it's only three guys doing that yeah i mean it's really impressive well um it looks like gary lee is playing both the bass and then he 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 goes over to, to the wall the, of the synth. synth yeah yeah, yeah. so th- that was really interesting and i like and he also sings too let's yeah. not forget that yeah. he sings he does all that and he's the one that kind of is like the pinnacle of the backbone of the group in my opinion um and of course neil Peart, great drummer but what he excels at in my opinion is just fitting in these like little fills in between yeah he was doing so much but he wasn't it wasn't like overpowering in both the studio version and the live version yeah it blended in so well it was it wasn't like a John Bonham or just like yeah, all over the place. <laughs> where it's like, well, I would say John Bonham takes like more control and yeah, yeah. his beats definitely like progress the song to certain, you know, levels. Yeah. While Neil Peart, I feel he does a good mixture of both where he can show off his chops and in better yet, he does while doing sustainable drum beats that sound unique. Right. My favorite is the ride hit, the ride sustain he does while the guitarist is, um, really going into the solo and it's that pattern that kind of keeps it all together and you're right it's hard to hear the bass because i imagine the live version it's you know yeah the, it's muddy it's, it's probably a recording straight yeah. from the the mixer and it's gonna sound a lot better live because they have you know all these speakers and everything but like it's probably just uh you know like the, the, they have the, the mixer having the going the audio to the different speakers but then they have one little thing recording it yeah and it's not really getting like the best bass sound but as you hear, they, they're like cohesive enough and he doesn't outplay or play too loudly against like the solo. And in fact, he he treads on the line perfectly of showing off and sustaining the good drum beat and um, keeping everything together. Right to Getty Lee, too, if you uh, in the recorded version, you can definitely hear the bass a lot better. And you could definitely hear he's uh, he's plucking that not plucking it, but he's putting a lot of attack on his notes that's what he's kind of known for like putting crazy amount of tack on his bass to the point where at some points in the song before i knew about bass playing and all that i originally thought he was uh thumping i thought he was using thumb for some parts like that because in my mind i couldn't imagine that you could like hit the bass with your finger hard enough to make it sound like that essentially so for the longest time i thought he was like a thumper well it's it's also probably how the compressor is set up it's 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 probably set up to to, to get more of a, of an attack like it's it's um so then it picks up more of that and it it it, it, it accentuates it compared to yeah. the rest of, of of the bass tone but i would also say that's kind of his natural plane probably because oh, he sure. first started with stand-up bass I think that's one of his early instruments. Oh so, yeah, he 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 he's already used to so like having to amplify the sound. Exactly, and yeah. and I think about like making music during the '70s, where that's kind of like the mainstay, going out of traditional music sounds and trying new things. So he definitely fit that mold and essentially progressing rock music. See what I did there? Ha. Prod rock. <laughs> But um, yeah, that that's Getty Lee, that's Rush, Villa La Strangliato, um, one of my favorite bands, and one of my favorite songs. Thank you very much. I was gonna play some. 
I can't remember the name. King, King Crimson. Yes, yeah. there's King Crimson has some really good live stuff. I'll bring it on on the next episode. Next episode. And also some great bass playing. Also some great guitar playing. Two guitars there actually, but it's gonna be um, with King Crimson at least in the '80s. It was set up so um, each like it's four people, and each person is kind of playing in 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 different in a different time signature. But it's all set up so it they all come back on the one, yeah. At some point, and it gets really crazy, and it like there's just like crazy feel of sound and um and rhythms, and but it just comes right back, you know. And not, they're not doing that the whole fucking time, but usually during breakdowns or uh, or, yeah, or, breakdowns, or, or, or or doing certain parts, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'll I'll definitely bring some of that. Anyway, so we just wanted to play some music and, and react to it, and that's it. Any closing thoughts? Check out Rush. Um, check out our website. Audioghost.miami. Please send, send us some love. Chimp at audioghost.miami. Tell us what's good. Let us know if you want to hear more stuff like this, like our kind of like musical breakdown of songs. And that's it. All right. Peace. Bye-bye.